When I was single, I looked forward to having a wedding shower someday, how fun it would be for friends and family to bless me with all kinds of wonderful things for my new home. But as the years went by and no man came, there was no shower for me. My home was always an eclectic assortment of what my parents passed on and what my roommates and I could pull together. I hit the jackpot, though, when Jill moved in as a roommate. Jill was an interior design major. She didn't have lots of money or fancy things either, but she was able to transform our quirky little apartment into a cozy, appealing home that we were so proud of. She transformed patio furniture and built a bookcase and coffee table. She built another table out of a bird bath, sprayed it with speckle paint to make it look like granite. I mean, Jill was Pinterest before Pinterest was even a thing. Jill taught me about the importance of creating warm home ambiance, lighting from lamps, fragrance from a candle, playing background music. Jill knew how to take the items she had available to create an environment that made people feel welcome. You know, I wish there was a video attached to this podcast because Jill just looks so radiant right now. She is in her <laughs> winter sweater and you can see just her home looks so cozy behind her. I know. I can't dreamy. wait for you to give us all of the tips on this podcast. Yes, it is so dreamy. Okay, so for an update, um, Jill became a designer, a really good one, which is no surprise. And she built her home. Y'all, this home was featured in our state magazine at home, Oh, Arkansas. that's awesome. I know. And I'm going to link it in the notes below so that y'all can see it. But it's just dreamy. I had a tour, personal tour, not long mm -hmm. ago. And so we can see it on our phone call here, but it is just amazing. But Jill, it is so exciting to have you here. I'm so excited for our crew to get to listen to you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I have my lamps on and I have my soft music playing. I have my candle lit. So I'm yes. welcoming you into the <laughs> home right now. You're living um, what you preach for sure. Exactly. Exactly. It's always, yeah, I came in and I started doing all the things and then I sat down to look over um, and kind of prepare for, for this afternoon. And I just started giggling to myself because I was like, oh, I did all those things. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm ready amazing. Well, Jill, I want to hear about um, your family and then just to a little background, like how did you get into design? Yeah. So I have been married for a very long time to a wonderful guy and, um, and Kim's, Kim's known him since day one, almost. Shout so out Frank. That's right. <laughs> Frank's come a long way and, um, and is a great guy. And we have two kiddos and I have one who is three weeks away from graduation, college graduation and, um, my son. And then our daughter just started her freshman year at Sanford in Birmingham. And, um, and this is such a fun topic because we're talking about, um, college kids and, and, also um, newly out of college kids for the most part, um, young people, and they're doing some of these very same things. It's so cute to, to watch them 
um, call me and say, I'm about to have some people over to dinner. And um, what's that candle fragrance we always have at home? And I mean, even my son is like, okay, mom, that recipe that you love to cook, what is that? And how do I cook that? And um, it's just fun to watch them um, make homes for themselves in their dorm rooms and in their apartments that are full of stinky boys and all the things. And so it's just so fun to watch them do that and and for them to understand the importance of, of creating a home for yourself. So at all stages. So I'm excited. And then design-wise, let's see, I got into design. Um, I was a political science major and my entire family is creative and I didn't know that interior design was even a thing. And I loved my major, but I met somebody who was a designer and I was like, that's a job, <laughs> an actual job. And so um, I decided to switch my major and um, went to UCA, uh, University of Central Arkansas. Um, from Hendrix. I was at Hendrix first and in Conway as well. And um, and that was just a really cool God move all the way around, not only just for my major, but for um, for him leading me to him and who he used um, at UCA for that. And, um, and so that's how Kim and I met and so many things we'll get into. But um, anyway, that's how I got into it. And yeah. Yes, Jill, I can just tell that you and Kim are really close, but take us back, like take us back. How yeah. did you and Kim first oh, meet? Gosh. Well, and that's, I, she, I invited her to my home and, um, I signed up for a Bible study y'all when, when she knocked on my door, I opened the door and I said, I am my own unreached people group. Like I did, I knew nothing. I knew, I knew not right. Kim, I knew nothing not Noah's Ark, not you name it. I knew nothing. So I was completely Bible literate, um, grew up in a lovely family, but not a Christian family. And, um, and God just took a hold of me, uh, in, in college, sophomore year in college. And I wandered in to student mobilization for a TNT and, Kim was standing there at the signup table and that was it. And she, um, came over and, I was ready. She walked in my house and I said, what do we do? And she said, she started to lead me through the bridge. And I mean, within, I don't know, half an hour, we were praying. <laughs> I was accepting Christ and Aww. I was just ready. And then we moved in together. Um, I don't know, I, maybe six months after that and, um, and lived together for a couple of years and had, she put up with me, God love her. Um, and my new Christian <laughs> And she's my spiritual mama. And she started when I think about it, I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, I mean, she, she really started the legacy for, for my entire family. And, and so one, one person meeting and God putting that one person in your life, my, both my kids are Christians and I'm married to a wonderful Christian man. And, um, and hopefully that will just continue on and on and, and, so it's just amazing how God works and how one person can create a legacy. It's just wonderful. So I won't cry. Don't make me cry. I'm, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry. I'm, I'm crying a little bit already. <laughs> but that's the beauty of discipleship. I mean, I, I it's not like I came up with this idea. I mean, someone passed it on to me, but it yeah. just was so precious because 
Jill was just ripe and ready. She just needed someone to show her what to do. And we had this sweet little Bible study, the sign up, this just a really, um, just a little hodgepodge group of girls. And we met at her house and it, her little apartment that she had transformed. And then when things changed and I needed a roommate and she needed a place to live, she moved in and she just transformed our little place. And we lived in a quirky little place. That's a really nice way. I mean, it was, it was an old house that was divided up into apartments. And so, you know, you kind of have this random little room that we used as a bedroom. And anyway, it was something. Sweet memories. It was. Jill, I think that's so special that, so you came to Christ in your home, right? You invited (laughs) Kim into your home. That's where you started following Jesus. I feel like that just sounds like it was kind of the starting point to where God like has led your passion and and your giftings, even from that moment. Um, it seems like you are very passionate about hospitality. It's just, it's just so sweet to me that that is how you started following Jesus is by inviting somebody into your home. Yeah. I hadn't really even thought about it like that, Leah, but it is, um, you're right. And, and as you said that I was thinking some of the most significantly spiritual things in my life have happened from inviting people into my home. And so you, you invite people to serve them, but in so many ways it serves you as well. You know, God, God just works. God just works when you open things up. So, yeah. So true. So true. You know, sometimes we're led to think that creating a home and starting a home is only for people who are married or once you have a registry or something like that. And that's just not true. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today is that I think single women need to embrace their home too and to create a home that they enjoy and that they love and that they want to invite people over into and um, to be able to, you know, just kind of live out what you've been sharing, Jill, you know, just about the significant things that can happen in a home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't wait. That's the biggest thing I can say about it is in in so many ways. And that's what you all are talking about on a, on a weekly basis is, and what Kim's book is all about is just not waiting. And, and I love and, and thriving where you are and, and, and your home is just one aspect of that. And, um, and again, watching it, it can be created in every environment. I remember my college dorm room and working so hard to make that feel homey and, um, and my daughter who, um, of course I did her dorm room. She didn't do it, but <laughs> she, sorry, sorry, Caroline, it just is, that's the way it goes when your mom does what she does, but she she's so proud of it and, um, is, is so proud and, and will call me and say things like I have my, I, she, she said the other day, she said, mom, I'm turning into you. And I said, is that a bad thing? And she goes, I don't think so. And I said, oh, good. I'm glad you don't think so. (laughs) What are you doing that you're turning into me? And she said, I I have my matching pajamas on. I have my candle lit. I have my jazz playing. I am, I have the lights low and I'm getting right. And, but I had to do all of that so that I could study. And so she was creating that homey environment for herself. And, um, and even my son does the same thing, same thing. And so I think, um, just even in your tiny, the tiniest of college dorm rooms or the cruddiest of apartments that, um, that you really can, um, make a home for yourself and and how important that is. You know, I love it, Jill, because hospitality is such a biblical, um, mm-hmm. concept, you know, and 
I know that that has really motivated you, like even in designing this new home of yours, which is absolutely incredible, but mm-hmm. you really thought through, you know, how can I make people feel welcome here? Um, mm-hmm. Have there been some verses that have really inspired you um, as you think through hospitality? Yes. Yeah. I was um, writing some of them down and um, I think the my favorite one is uh, Hebrews 13 two. do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. And that one just, and again, as I said earlier, some of my most significant spiritual um, God things have happened. Moments have happened in my home or in someone else's home. And, um, and, and the people that, that come into your home, you never know what, um, what you're going to give them and what they're going to give you and what God's plan is for that interaction. So always being ready and, and allowing, um, God to work in your home, um, is, I just think is, is the, is the foremost directive on that. And also just being a good steward. I think those are the two things that, that if, that if I, have the opportunity to design for somebody who is a Christian, who is really looking at their house as a ministry, um, that, that they're, they'll verbalize these things. But most of the time people are just like, I just want my house to feel warm and cozy and, and inviting. And, um, but really, honestly, it is biblical that, that our home is inviting and, um, that's comfortable. That's not too, we call it not being not too precious. You don't want a home. You can have a beautiful home all day long, but if you don't want somebody to sit on that sofa, then what's the point, you know? (laughs) So, uh, so just having it, um, be warm and inviting, um, I think is key, but, but also that you're, they're taking care of your things. I, um, I harp on my kids on this all the time. And I have one that's really, I'm not going to name names, one that's really good about it, <laughs> one that's not. And um, it's really just about God has given us every gift we have, whether it was our cruddy, gr- uh, basically garbage <laughs> sofa that I made or <laughs> whatever it was that we had. I mean, it was, we took care of it. And um because you never know when God's going to bless you with something else. And so I, I could have very easily had that horrible little sofa uh, forever. Who knows, you know? And so just taking care of and being a good steward to what God has blessed you with um, is, I just think those are the two prime things um, in creating a home. And yeah. Well, Jill, I know as I've thought about like, designing my own I I live in an apartment and I um it's the first place I ever decorated by myself um one of the questions I just was trying to figure out is what is my style like what do I like uh so do you have any advice on how a single girl can figure out what is her personal style when it comes to interior decorating whether that's her dorm an apartment a home what advice would you have yeah. And if I could add on to that question too, it's like, I know for me, I've gone to Target and I like buy things I like, or if I may thrift them and then none of them go together. And I go, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, can I put these things together? Or do I have to like find a style and then buy things? So Jill, you help us out here. <laughs> okay. I'll do my best. Okay. So, um, first of all, here's my public service announcement. 
there's like, there's typically at any given time, there's about two styles out there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's boho <laughs> and, uh, and then there's, mid-century uh, modern <laughs> uh -huh, and, and modern farmhouse. Like yep. those are your three and everything that you go to target, like all the fun places, home goods, target, um, anthropology, you name it, all those fun places that's, you're going to fall wayfair. You're going to fall into one of those categories. Well, so then how do you make that look distinctive? How do you make that your own in yourself? And so I think it's to not fully commit to one entire look <laughs> and go, okay, I like all that stuff. I'm going to buy all those things. And, and then you put it in your house and then it looks like the ad for, you know, target or whatever. And, and you don't feel like it's your own distinctive style. So the way to kind of break that a little bit, cause it's, it's a, it's an easy trap to fall into, especially if it's not your thing, you know, you just, you know, you want a nice home, but it's not really your thing. So really it's thrift. You said, Adrian, you said thrift thrift is the best thing. So estate sales, um, even goodwill, um, there's great vintage stores. I think every town has a good little group of vintage stores, even really small towns have some decent vintage. And, um, and those, those places, when you're shopping, maybe you say something like, I need a pair of bookends and I really like brass. And so then you go on a hunt to your vintage store for brass bookends and you're going to find a really cool, you know, there, there will be some, or you may say, I like brass and I like stone that I saw. And so th that's what you start looking for, but you make just like when you go clothes shopping, you make like a little shopping list in your head of things that you feel like you might need. I need some art. Okay. Well, what do I like? Do I like photography? Do I like um, paintings? Do I like a combination? And, and ask yourself a couple of questions before you just go out in a panic and go, okay, that looks decent. I'll get that. Yeah. Before and, you just go, I need something on the wall. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Companies coming. I got to put something on the wall. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that had the, yeah, the desperation shopping is not good. It's yeah. It's just like with clothes in that, in that regard, but, um, that's how you start to evolve your style. The other thing you can do is most people don't look at paper magazines anymore, shelter magazines in that way. It's mainly Instagram or you're following, um, you're following, um, different sites is I would say, try to go with like a higher end, um, like a higher end magazine, like an architectural digest or a veranda or something like that. And, and you're never going to achieve that because those are really high end homes, but you can copy it and you can look at it and go, Ooh, I love that the way that room looks and then pick out some elements that you could then incorporate to your own house. So that's kind of the way you can kind of figure out what your style is. One thing that you mentioned, uh, Jill, is those magazines typically don't follow trends. Am I exactly. right? Yes. Which is, and that's, if you can look at the magazines that don't typically follow trends, then you're not going to get stuck in the trend trap. And, um, and so that, that helps you, um, that helps you really stay out of that. And then it will help you kind of create a shopping list for yourself. Okay. I see in that room that they have, some really pretty old books right there. Okay. I'm going to go find those at wherever, where your thrift store or um, a garage sale or whatever you might uh, find. Or I see that that art 
is a sketch. I'm going to try to find a sketch on Cherish or one of the uh, fun vintage uh, website um, where you can find some really affordable pieces. And try not to try to take your time a little bit, give yourself kind of a time frame, but don't feel like I've got to go decorate my apartment in a weekend. Um, because again, you're going to fall into, okay, what's available. And then you're just going to grab whatever's available. And, and then it's, you're going to bring it all home and you're going to go, okay, that's fine for five seconds. But in, in a year's time, you're going to be sick of it and the trend will have changed. And then you will have wasted all this money on super trendy things. And so we just don't just try not to fall into the trend trap in that regard and find your style, take a moment to find your style, just like you do again, just like you do with your clothes. How do you know what your style of clothes are? Cause you've looked at a lot of other people and you've watched what they're wearing or you're, um, you're, uh, following people on Instagram or whatever you're doing. Same thing. So copying is okay. Copying like I Okay. Great. Do it. Great news. So I don't have to come up, <laughs> figure this out from scratch. You, I can literally not. copy people. You do not. Yeah. Hey, I heard good. that all good art is copied. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. People exactly. say that in graphic design all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Emulation is okay. So it's good. And then the other, I think, um, the other thing that you can do and Kim and I did this with a rug, um, yes. and a good, yes, a good jumping off point is either, it could be what we call a lead fabric. So it may be a fabric. You may have a pillow or you may actually go out and find a fabric. Maybe it has a number of different colors in it. Um, or maybe it's a rug like we did, or it's a piece of art and you have it, you've, you know, let's say, uh, your parents gave it to you or something and you've, You've got this hand-me-down and you know you want to use it, um, but you're trying to figure out how do I design a room around it? That's what's called your lead thing. So it, your lead rug, your lead piece of art, your lead uh, piece of fabric, and everything stems from that. So you can pick paint colors from that. You can pick other, uh, other pieces of upholstery from that one lead thing. Um, so if you had a, you know, if you had some, a, a piece of fabric that was, um, you know, blush and chocolate and cream, then you could, uh, then you would know, okay, my whole room, maybe I'm going to do cream walls and, uh, a really pretty chocolate velvet sofa with that and, um, and throw some pillows on there that have that scheme with it. So you can kind of take just about anything, um, and, and use that as your inspiration piece or your lead piece. And you can design an entire room around that. So that makes it really easy. It's a good, it's a good cheat. You don't have to be overwhelmed by it. And you can always just take that with you. So you can take a picture of it with you, or if it's a fabric, you can take it wherever you want and then match it as you go and as you're shopping. Jill, when we were roommates, we just had a hodgepodge collection of things. And <laughs> yes, one thing did. that I learned from you is how to pull it together by painting. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. So believe it or not, Adrian and Leah, we, it, it, we had such a tragic place that the only thing we could do was paint everything. And we painted everything. We painted the floors, this walls, the ceiling. We painted every piece of hodgepodge furniture. We painted it everything off white, the uh, entire place. <laughs> you go girls. Painting everything by yourself. We painted it all by ourselves. I think my parents helped us. 
I think and your parents helped a lot. I don't remember yeah. painting a ton. That sounds I, like hard work. It I've was, like painted a ceiling I don't even know before. how we did it. I know. Oh. I don't even know. But this place was so old and so on the verge of probably being condemned that they didn't care that we painted the floors. Like they, they didn't care. And so we painted everything and, and it, we just made this, this off white. It was just so, oh, it just felt so clean and, and ethereal. It just felt very cool. And then we, and everything, everything that didn't match we just painted it off white <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean it's off white like our... are you painting like a couch or anything or like are we talking like yeah. uh like furniture yeah, things yeah our couch was a piece of her patio furniture that she made cushions yes. for so she painted the the you know the, the frame. Hard part of it the frame off white and then we she stuffed it with like random stuff to make the pillows muslin. I'm telling oh, you. we had muslin muslin <laughs> is like the cheapest fabric on the it's like what you like what you would throw down to paint like paint cloth <laughs> like drop cloth we upholstered our patio furniture and paint cloth I mean it was but it was so cute it was cute <laughs> I mean you would never know you would never yeah. know but I love that idea of painting everything to kind of pull it together and so I feel like nowadays I'm painting everything black, you know, so yes. it matches the, the you yes. know, I painted my staircase rails black and then I painted, nice. you know, my bench black. And, and your windows are black. My now. windows are black and everything, it's you know, cheap. so it just kind of pulls it together. And I just didn't yeah. know that before I knew you. So yeah. yeah, it ties it all together. Paint is the, the great equalizer of all things. Okay. Well, speaking of paint. What type of paint does one need to use? Like, is there, is it like, oh, you should never use spray paint? Like, that's embarrassing. Like, give us the insider tips. What type of paint should we use? You should use all paint at all times. Okay. <laughs> I heard it here first. Paint. So, um, so if you're painting furniture, I think that the, the most foolproof, and I'm sure y'all have done it. If anybody's done any DIY, they've done chalk paint. Chalk paint is the great forgiver of things. Um, so if you've got a chest of drawers or you have uh, like wood pieces, really, for the most part is where you're going to want to use chalk paint. Um, especially if you, if you like things that are just a little more antique or a little more rustic chalk paint works really, really well. You cannot mess it up. Um, and, and you just slap that stuff on and then you wax it when it's dry, you do a little wax and it's, it's like a, it's like a transformed piece of furniture. And again, you can't mess it up. Spray paint is great um, for if you're if you're painting something and you need a little glossier finish, you don't want to see brush marks on it or um, whatever. I use spray paint like if you're trying to transform some ugly lamp into something that's less ugly than spray paint um, or metal. If you've got metal furniture of some kind and you want to make it look better, you want to spray paint it black like Kim's in the mode to do. So you can just, yeah, spray paint works. Um, if your walls and ceiling and trim, then yeah, you're, you're latex basically. Well, I don't know if this is embarrassing or not, but I saw, you know, just like some TikTok video and they told me that I could go buy like this, like cool, like just glass something at a thrift store and then I could paint it and then I could rub dirt on it. And then it would look like I bought it from like Pottery Barn and like had this nice stoneware. So of course, what do I do? I'm going to go try that exact thing to see if this is like, you know, a TikTok fail or not. And it turned out 
felt pretty good. I like was, I was impressed. It looks no like I got it from Pottery Barn, and I literally just got dirt from my front yard and slapped <laughs> that on the spray paint. <laughs> you seriously rubbed dirt on it? Okay, yes. This is, this is new spray paint and dirt. Who would think? Nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna need a picture of that later, Adrian. Okay, I'll send you guys a picture. Yeah. Okay, okay, back. Back to paint, and when you were talking about yeah. latex, you know, for the walls and stuff. I mean, yeah. give us a quick tutorial tutorial on uh, eggshell and all that. Right. Yes. Like what's so, the rule of thumb? Quick, here's the quick thing flat on the ceiling, eggshell on your walls, semi-gloss on your trim, and doors and anything that's not walls or ceiling. So, there okay. you go. I feel flat like I should be paying for these walls. tips. <laughs> I feel like I should have to pay this. This is such it's a treat. <laughs> Jill, what if I am a single girl and I just can't really afford to buy anything new, but I'm wanting to freshen things up. Do you have yeah. any tips on how to take, like, if your room has been set up a certain way and you can't really get anything new? Yeah. yeah how can you like freshen it up, freshen it up? Yeah. So, um, so free stuff is, is what nature is all about. And so, you know, it's amazing what just a little bit of greenery can do for you. Um, and, um, if, if you can't afford to buy a plant, um, then, then greenery outside, just like, I can't tell you how many times to this day, I cut big magnolia branches. I will ask my neighbors first, but <laughs> if, uh, if you don't have a magnolia tree or whatever, or um, Japanese maple or anything evergreen as well, um, it's just pretty, just put that in a vase. Like if you have a vase that somebody gave you flowers in a long time ago, you know, you can stick those in a vase and it just kind of brightens up, um, brightens up your space. Um, and then the other thing would be, um, you know, the beg and the borrow, which would be like your home and your mom has a philodendron or some other kind of plant. You go, Hey, can I have a cutting of that? And then you, you take some cuttings off of, or you've got a friend who's got a plant, take some cuttings, put them in a glass and they'll, they'll sprout. And then you've got free plants. Well, Jill, you know, I, I kind of chuckle when you start talking about cutting greenery, cause you make it look so <laughs> easy. Cause I'll go and I'll bring in a stick you know, and I'll put it in my house and my kids will come in and they'll go, why is that sticking here? What's that, what's that stick doing? You know, anyway, so I just, I I don't know. I can't pull it off. You can, you just make sure they have leaves on it. You can't just bring like, (laughs) (laughs) I got this piece of bark in my backyard, (laughs) stuck in a vase. Exactly. But you know, I mean, most everything that has some pretty leaves on it, you could stick in water. They, it may only last for a little bit of time, but at least it's kind of livened up a little bit, um, your space. But I mean, our backyard right now, um, has when, uh, when we built the, we have woods in the back and there's all this beautiful quartz, just like sitting on top of the ground, like that white, beautiful quartz, just, just pretty rocks. I've got so much of that white quartz. I've just picked it out of the backyard and it's decorating my house right now and it's completely free. So hikes, go on a hike, pick up gorgeous, you know, pine cones or whatever and stick them in a bowl or, um, nature is the best free source of decorating objects ever. So God has provided in that way. And one thing, just to answer Leah's question that I I learned from you too, is, is, one way to freshen things is to kind of start with neutrals. Like if your bigger pieces like couch, um, 
you know, are neutrals. And so then you can pull in color through pillows or throw, and that can, you know, with a quick run to Target, you can um, pick up a couple of things and just kind of really give a fresh color. But if you're limited to a certain, you know, uh, pattern on your couch, then it's kind of harder to do. It is. Yes. Yes. Or if you've inherited, you know, so many, so many girls, they move into furnished apartments or there's that horrible dorm room furniture, you know, that you've, you're stuck with. And, um, and so Kim and I also learned a long time ago, the power of um, a really pretty sheet <laughs> and how you can, if you've got a really gross chair that you just have to live with, cause it's in your dorm already, or, um, or you're in a furnished apartment or somebody just gave you a chair that is just past its prime. Um, a sheet, you can, you can just kind of slip cover with a sheet pretty easily. And it will at least, you know, you can kind of tuck it in and do a few things and that will at least make it feel just a little fresher. Mm. So, yeah, I had some Laura Ashley sheets, a set that I got for Christmas one year. And I mean, that was that. <laughs> we used the heck out of that Kaleo uh, 1990, I believe, maybe 1991. And we were in a con a literal condemned um, six weeks after we left, it burned to the ground uh, fraternity house on the SMU campus. And just, you can just, your mind can take you where an almost condemned fraternity house, what it looks like. And um, there was furniture in there that you did not want to really sit on or, you know, anything. <laughs> probably look at <laughs> or look at or yeah, it, it was crazy. But we just we we packed well and we covered everything. And we had I mean, my, our discipleship group meetings were in our room every evening because it was so pretty. We had covered it up and made it less ugly and with those the power of a sheet. So well, Jill, you are an incredible designer and most of our listeners may not be able to get to sit down with somebody like you in their life and just hear tips on how to design a home. So what kinds of tips would you mind to give away for free? Like tips on what their first purchase should be or lighting, um, any of those tips that you would mind to share and just give away? We would love to hear. Yeah. So, um, someday when you can afford a designer, hire a designer, it's, it's worth it. I promise. Um, but until then, um, and I don't mind giving anything away. I think it's great. I want everybody to have the best home they can have. And so, um, I think we, we've touched on one of the big ones, which is, um, which is the lead fabric or lead, uh, lead rug or anything like that, starting with a, with a jumping off point to design your home. Um, and that can, that can carry throughout the entire house. It doesn't have to be just for that room. So you may have one thing that you love and then your entire scheme and your entire vibe of your house can come off of that one thing. So that's, and when we start, that's how we start a project a lot of times. So, um, so that's kind of the main thing. Um, Lighting is key. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. If your lighting stinks, it's, it's never going to look right. So I'm about to give you some very important advice here. Okay. Take notes. So do not do light bulbs first. 2700 K there's everybody has led. The whole world is led now. So you have to know the warmth of your bulb. So soft white, do not ever do daylight in your bulbs. No daylight. It's cold. It never looks right. You're going to think, oh, daylight. I want daylight in my home. No, you don't. You don't want it. You want soft white. 
So it's going to say on there's a little bar on the side of every bulb and it says it'll be like 2700K or it'll say warm. It'll be on, all the way on the warm side. So that's number one. Number two is you want really um, good sources of light. We don't want just one overhead light. So lamps are important. We've candles are always important. Um, up lights, if you've got a plant, if you've, if you're, if you um, have a, like a big tree in your corner, put an up light in there. They're really cheap. You can get them at Home Depot. That costs like five, 10 bucks and, and it lights your plant upward. And so different sources of light make your home feel cozier, warmer. It makes everything look better. Um, so lighting is really key, multiple sources of that. If you have an overhead and you don't have enough lamps, it's very easy to put a dimmer on your overhead light, dim your overhead light. So that then when you don't need it to be, you know, what I call surgery level, then you can dim that and it feels nice and, and makes everything feel better. So lighting, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is or how, um, work in progress your house is. If you get the light right, you've scored big time. Um, so starting if you buy your first piece of furniture, your very first piece of furniture, if it's upholstery, keep it neutral. You will thank me later. Don't buy the plaid sofa. Don't buy the floral sofa, just neutral. So off-white, gray, um, tan, beige, any of those really boring colors, you'll you'll be so thankful later. Same with beds. If you buy an upholster bed, go with a nice neutral color. You can switch it out later. When you move in with somebody else, if you, you know, acquire new roommates, it's not going to clash with their things. It will blend in better. Um, you're not designing around those pieces. So those are kind of the main, those are some main things that I can think of off the top of my head. So those are good. Now I need to go assess the lighting in my home. <laughs> I know. Isn't it fun? She has all the I'm a little passionate about the lighting, y'all. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, that that was my big takeaway from living with Jill. It's like, don't do the overhead lighting. But I remember at one point you said it's good to have three sources of light. Is that? It is. Yeah. So lamp over something from the ceiling and then the up light always provides your third source if you don't have it otherwise. So, or the candle. Yeah. And that speaking of threes, it made me think of another lesson I learned from you is just grouping things with odd numbers. Yes. Can you elaborate yeah. a little bit on that? So if you're arranging something um, on your table, um, three, threes or fives, you really don't want to do fives. That's just a little much for a table, but, but grouping in threes is a really nice thing. Um, so maybe you have a lamp and then you have, um, maybe a couple of books, and then you have uh, a picture frame. So there's your group of three. Um, and it's as you're arranging things, it keeps you from having too much on a table um, and keeps you from having too little or, or for it to look all lined up. So groups of three, always good. Jill, I've heard you mention candles several times. So I have to ask, do you have a favorite candle or a favorite scent? Yeah. So here is part of, and my kids would jump in on this because I didn't even realize that I was doing it, but you all will, you'll totally, totally, um, relate to this. I'm sure. So have you ever, have you ever walked into, and you have a scent memory? Have you ever had a scent? Yes. Memory Anthropology yes. volcano candle volcano. Every yes. time. So, total scent memory. Kim and I have a scent memory. We had 
what was it? It was, was it called? It was so tacky. It was called country Heather or something, but it yes, was the that's it. That's it. Was that it? Yeah. Yankee candle country Heather. Our, I don't think they make it anymore. Jars, those real yeah. big ugly jars. But, but we, it smelled oh awesome. Every time I smell that, I, I instantly go back to Kim. Like Kim goes on my mind instantly. So for my kids, my, my fragrances that I, I didn't really even realize we were doing it until they were older is, and a couple of them are just real easy. And then, and then I've got a little higher end ones too, but, um, in the spring, we usually spring and summer, we, um, we burn either aromatique scent of spring or nest bamboo. Those are our spring, summer fall is aromatique pumpkin spice. And then winter is, uh, times Fraser fir is typically what we're, we're burning. And my kids, they know when like they, those are the scent memories for them. When they walk in the house, they're like, oh my gosh, it's fall. And I send them one of those candles, um, with the season because it means so much to them to smell that it smells like home. And so they get one of those candles every season for that reason. So Aww. when you, it's, it's important to, it's important to have those scents because it really does create memories for your home. And it will take you back to those times when we travel, when we um, go on vacation with family and friends, I'm in charge of the scent and, and it's different every year. <laughs> and, but, but it, but it reminds everybody of that trip. Like every year they're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of the trip. And it's so funny how scent does that. So it's powerful. It's powerful to bring, bring up good memories. Man, I know we could just keep talking. I any, know. any last minute things that, I mean, we probably need to wrap it up and I don't want to. I know. I'm just, everybody go out and make it no matter what, just make your, make your place, your house, your apartment, your dorm room, a home and, and create those memories and invite people in and love on them. And that's what it's all about. And that's what God wants us to do. And, and it's so worth it. And it's so important. And I love what y'all are doing, by the way. Oh my gosh. I've been listening. Yeah. I'm such, I'm such a groupie now. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Loving your husband and when we have them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's so good. And the wisdom coming out, I feel a little intimidated. The wisdom that comes out of, of the people that y'all are talking to is just amazing. These young women and men, but mainly the young women are just incredible, just incredible. So I feel humbled to be on here and keep doing what you're doing. It's so good. Oh, thank, thank you. Jill. We love you. Yes. Love Isn't you. she awesome? I'm so glad that all my people are getting to know you, Jill. You're oh, such a blessing. I'm glad to know you too. Yay. And when you're in Arkansas, come stay with me. Yes. Yes. I'm taking that as an invite. We just met <laughs> and I'm in. I'm so serious. Jill, if, if there are some um, of our people who would like to um, keep up with you. Did I hear that you're on Instagram now or you're on? Oh yeah. I'm on Instagram. Jay Lawrence design. Yes. Okay. So people can keep me? up with you. Look at you, yeah. social media queen. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I'm not good at it at all, but I, I bumble through and yeah. So. Okay. Well, okay. we'll link that below in the show notes. Well, Jill, thank you so much. Y'all, this has just been so fun. I know we've run a little long today, but since it's Thanksgiving week, hopefully you've had plenty of time to listen, but thank you so much for being with us and to our listeners. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And we still have a lot more to talk about. So we hope you'll join us again next week. 